0: Okay, so tell me, Julian, for the benefit of the wonderful guys listening to us right now out there in podcast land, what is the most regular topic you get asked as a personal trainer?
1: Well, Alan, clearly it's all about the food. So all the questions turn around, diet, how many calories should I eat every day? When should I eat? So
0: yeah, it's about nutrition. So essentially it's about how do I get big? How do I get smaller? How do I gain weight? And how do I lose weight if i was to you know turn that into a little bullet point list would that be it yes it's
1: uh, it's about that and it's uh it's turning around this free topic free target getting lean getting bigger or just basically lose some fat
0: which is pretty handy really because this month's episode is all about food yes that's a very good coincidence spooky And also, uh, in this episode, we're going to start our new regular feature, the Fit Food feature. And to uh, help us with that, we're going to bring in the new team member, the Italian Fitness Guy. Uh, And by lucky coincidence, here's the Italian Fitness Guy uh, right now. Hi, Italian Fitness Guy. Hey, ciao, boys. Ciao to you. And uh, you'll be joining us later, I think. Yeah, yeah. See you later, guys.
1: Okay, catch up later, amico.
0: Oh, yes, indeed. And uh, for those of uh, you out there who don't speak Italian, uh, Julian is reaching out there and uh, calling the Italian fitness guy his friend. But you are our friend, Italian fitness guy, aren't you? Yes, of course. Wonderful. You know what? I'm not even convinced that guy is even Italian, Julian. No, I think he is. Well, let's see what happens later. Okay, so um, that's the Italian fitness guy. He'll be uh, talking about uh, fit food, uh, and um, yeah, so it's going to be a food frenzy this month.
1: And don't forget, guys, if you want to rate our podcast, just do it.
0: That's right, in five lovely stars. Should we uh, start the show? Play the
1: music. Hi, food and fitness fans! You're listening to Two Guys
0: on Fitness with me, Julien Bertois, personal trainer. And with me, Alan Teresa, non-professional gym guy and a very big food fan indeed, coming to you from London, England, where each month we cover the gym and fitness topics of interested guys who just can't get enough of their gym.
1: As well as offering some helpful advice along the way to make the gym and diet expense even
0: more satisfying. Plus, we'll be looking at helpful workout and recovery options, and answering your gym and diet queries. So what's on the menu this month, personal trainer guy?
1: Well, one of us will be talking with someone with a vegan regarding the balance between
0: workout and diet. Yeah, that's right. And funny enough, I think that somebody will be me and what we're going to learn there is about how if you followed a very controlled vegan diet, you can also make gains on the gym floor uh, whilst at the same time remaining true to your dietary principles.
1: Plus later on, the Italian fitness guy will be coming back to talk about uh, fit food, obviously when you train. It's the training part is important, but more importantly, what you're going to eat is crucial to get the best out of
0: your training. It most certainly is. And later on in supplement of the month, we're going to be looking at those supplements that work, those that, that don't work. And I do believe, Julian, that you're going to be giving us your feedback on taking creatine since the last episode. And you'll be letting us know uh, what that did for you or didn't do, as the case may be.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I will tell you uh, everything about my creating expense later. And then at the end of the show, we'll be taking questions from listeners to two guys on fitness about how to have a good workout, what to avoid and how to recover from injury. And I can
1: tell you about my recent injury as well.
0: Because uh, what you guys don't know is that um, Julian has been hobbling around since he came in earlier today because over the weekend he sustained a tennis injury to his knee. And you'll be able to uh, share that lovely experience with us later, Julian, uh, when you're not uh, taking support from a cane.
1: There is no cane, Alan. And uh, beside I won, so it was all worth it.
0: <laughs> which is obviously all that matters. Okay, so uh, let's get this show started and uh, move on, Mr. Hobbling Guy Without a Cane. So moving forward, we're going to be looking at those foods that help guys work out in the gym and which can be a key component of any effective workout regime.
1: Yes, I really love this new Italian fitness guy. Uh, let's see what you have to say about
0: it. Yeah, we brought him in because he's like the king of food. Uh, He's the most uh, dietary obsessed uh, gym guy I've ever met. Uh, And this week I think he's going to be starting with tuna. In fact, I know he's going to be starting with tuna and being a bit modest there. So um, let's see what he brings to the party or
2: indeed to the meal table. You typically get 30 grams of protein to every 100 grams of tuna bluefin, which also contains 0.5 grams of fat and 100 calories. Be aware, however, that the exact protein varies depending on the kind of tuna eaten and how it is cooked. High protein, low fat equals great workout food. In addition, uh, you get a good dose of iron and potassium in the same tuna serving, and also omega-3 fatty acids, which helps reduce cholesterol. In fact, the combination of omega-3 fatty acids along with potassium makes tuna fish great for helping prevent heart attacks and strokes. Tuna has also impressive levels of selenium and good amount of phosphorus, iron, magnesium and potassium, and also vitamin B12 and vitamin B6. And then, of course, uh, there is uh, those legendary high protein levels, and with a high level of protein intake, GM guys are guaranteed increased growth, faster recovery, improved muscle tone and an overall metabolic efficiency. It also boosts energy levels and makes our bodies work more efficiently. On the flip side, tuna contains small levels of mercury. When eaten in modest quantities, they do not appear to harm humans, although in larger quantities mercury poisoning may take place. Studies uh, have suggested that overconsumption of tuna may bring the mercury level to an unhealthy level in our bodies. Most recent studies have also shown that there is a unique form of selenium in the fish, which binds to mercury and acts as an oxidant, slightly changing the composition of mercury to make it less dangerous. Overall, the tuna, when not consumed in excess, is a big protein, vitamin and mineral bomb. My favourite tuna meal is definitely tuna steak with pomodorini, and I would say in Italian, uh, filetto di tonno uh, con pomodorini alla siciliana.
0: So that's the Italian fitness guy there giving us the uh, lowdown on tuna. And there was uh, quite a lot of uh, lowdown there to um, chew on. Okay, Julian, so a couple of questions here I want to get into. First of all, for yourself, how much fish generally do you eat on a weekly basis as part of your diet?
1: Well, I would say 70% of my diet on a weekly basis, it turn around fish, basically. So it could be tuna, it could be uh, tuna steak which is the same, but, you know, different. Um, It could be prawn, mackerel, sardine, salmon. Why so much fish? I always uh, be a fishy person, if I can say. I think I like uh, the taste of it. Um, I like uh, to cook fish as well. And uh, I think I digest fish better than meat, actually. So that's why.
0: Yeah, you've always seemed a bit fishy to me, to be honest. And um, (laughs) how much of uh, that kind of uh, big fish platter, how much of it is actually tuna?
1: Well, so out of this um, 70% uh, fish diet I have every week, I would say tuna represents 30%.
0: Now, that's quite a a high proportion, really. I interviewed um, a guy who takes part in triathlons recently For the podcast, that will be coming up uh, later uh, in the podcast, guys. And that's a really interesting interview. Um, You know, Luciano is the guy's name, and he talks about why he does the triathlons and his philosophy of training. It's really um, fascinating. But one of the things that Luciano said to me when we were talking about diet was that people need to be aware that tuna actually carries a potentially risky amount of mercury, and that if people eat a lot of tuna, they need to be aware of that and the risk it might pose to their diet. Do you think there's anything in that, Julian?
1: I think it's very important to be concerned by these kind of things. When you put food in your body, I mean, your body has to digest and to eliminate. So obviously it's uh, crucial to understand what is bad or good uh, for your diet. Now concerning this mercury thing, uh, yeah, if we're all aware that basically we do use uh, too much resource, uh, we drain our planet, okay? And uh, I'm fully aware that I know uh, there is a lot of pollution in our sea now, and obviously any um, fish uh, being in the sea really, uh, it's, um, are surrounded by this pollution and actually it's this pollution. Um, so obviously on the higher chain of the of this food, uh, we eat fish, we eat pollution, so we end up eating uh, mercury. What to do about it? It's complicated. Um, have a look to, I mean, try to mix your your fish diet. So have a look to uh, other fish like mackerel, sardine, little fish, I would say. Uh, and also there is another thing you can think about it is about the salmon, for example. Try to have information about where the salmon It's been uh, captivated in a sea or lake or protected area because it does make a big difference at the end of it.
0: Yeah, this is um, really about being an informed consumer, really, and doing the research so you know what you're putting into your body. You know what you're doing with your body, really. And um, the thing which I always bang on about uh, in a way that's not tedious at all, which is about achieving a form of balance in terms of what you eat, how you train, and more generally in life. So it's about research, getting the balance right, and being aware of what you are doing, what the potential risks are. Okay, so let me ask you another question, Julian. How important do you think it is to eat a lot of protein as a priority if you're a guy that wants to do well in the gym?
1: Well, it's quite central. Um, we all need protein. And when you come to building muscle, it's in everybody's mind. When you work out, the main question is, where can I get a source of protein? And you've got a large panel, you know, meat, chicken, red, white meat, fish, any sort. Yeah, But I guess it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a definitely a central question for people who want to work out. Where can I get my protein?
0: And what do you think is best as a source of protein, tuna or chicken?
1: I want to say, uh, well both really. So the idea is uh, a good diet is a well-mixed diet. Uh, A bit of tuna sometimes, a bit of chicken, and you just want to play around with that. I remember when I went in school in France, uh, in school, every day the menu changed. So it's one of the rules, you know, you can't eat every day the same things. You can really, but it's better Uh, idea it's a better way to eat different things every day again all you want is to find a source of protein Uh, there is so many ways to get it
0: and um, on a kind of more philosophical level for you as a personal trainer as a guy who works out regularly in the gym is food a fuel or a pleasure
1: my answer is very clear here it's 100% a pleasure of course it's the taste of the food the way to cook it the way to choose the fruits, the way to choose the veggie, All that is important, you know, for me to smell a melon, to see if it's fresh or not, that's important. And for example, when it comes to chicken, where does this chicken grow? In outside, inside, in, in a battery, this matter obviously. And it should matter to most of the people. It's not fuel, you're not a car, and the food is not the fuel you put into your car. It's uh, you related it to what you eat, okay, I would say. So
0: definitely a pleasure. And have you had to change your diet in any way since your traumatic tennis injury?
1: Yeah, I have to say, because I I really, really get injured. So um, I told to myself, like, yeah, I'm trying to have a look to reduce a portion of what I eat this week coming and probably the next week. Because I have the feeling like because of the injury, I will be less training, I guess, or differently. So I will keep eating the same thing. But I really be careful about any extra sugar things like... Uh, Croissant or thing like that, and again, reducing the portion.
0: Though, of course, if you were to put on uh, a lot of weight, uh, that would be quite interesting, and we could certainly share those photographs online. Okay, great. So that's everything we need to know about uh, tuna, this uh, month's fit food. More to come in the episodes ahead. And um, whatever you do, enjoy what you eat.
1: Today's show is brought to you by the Blue 20 Salon. Interested in professional hair styling, grooming or an expert beauty treatment for both men and women in the heart of Covent Garden Piazza? Then check out Blue20 which is also offering a 20% discount for all new clients on their first booking. Find out more at yenhelder.co.uk or telephone 0758445582 to make an appointment with the Blue20 salon. We talked earlier about the benefit of tuna for guys who work out because of its high protein and nutrients. But what happens if you go to the gym but do not follow a meat-fish
0: diet? Indeed. And to find out, uh, I had a chat with Mr. Asad Farouki, who follows a vegan diet and is a total connoisseur of the gym, to find out what his experience is and how he balances his diet against his workout.
3: Hi, my name is Asad Furuki, I'm a freelance filmmaker. I go to the gym about five to six times a week, and I'm a vegan. I have been a vegan for about a year and a half now. It wasn't really a snap decision. Um, it kind of just happened really gradually. I started to become interested in health and nutrition. and wanted to do something different. So I decided to go vegetarian, actually. Um, and it was only really going to be for like a couple of weeks. Uh, I didn't think I was going to do it for very long. I just wanted to try something different. So yeah, I was vegetarian then for like a year prior to going vegan. And then veganism just seemed like the natural progression. I just started seeing more about veganism, learning more about veganism. And the stuff I kind of came across just kind of gave me that motivation, that push to go ahead and actually take the plunge. It's been amazing, I've had more energy, I've had more stamina. I've been able to do much more cardio than I ever was before. Protein-wise, there's pretty much protein in all foods. Every sort of food has protein in it. What's good about the protein you get from plants is that it's free of acidity. But to be honest, it's not really been an issue for me. I've been able to get by just on the on the protein I get from plants, from that spinach and from, uh, from lentils and um, from beans. One thing that you can't get from a vegan diet that you do get in a meat diet is B12. And so I take my B12 supplements, which is really important. But you just have to make sure you're getting what your body needs because it is a, it's, it's such a big transition from you know, being a meat eater to, to vegan. If I absolutely had to, then I would go back to having dairy. But I've made the connection between animals and meat now. And I think once you make that connection, it's hard to then break that. And so I don't think I could.
0: Hassad Faruqi there talking about his vegan diet, the how and the why. Okay, Julian, how much meat and fish do you think guides should eat if they want to do well in the gym?
1: From my opinion, I will say I will recommend a more fishy diet. So let's say in percentage, 70% of fish and 30% of meat. And when it comes to meat, I will say on this 30%, maybe 20% of White meat, you know, pork, uh, chicken, and a little bit, the rest on a uh, red meat.:
0: And can you maintain a effective diet when you work out in the gym without resorting at all to supplements? Is that possible?
1: Absolutely. I think it's possible. By the way, I want to make a little uh, point here. Uh, supplement should be for people who can't really struggle to eat properly. For the rest of us, uh, supplement is not essential. It's my help, but I will say it's not essential, definitely.
0: And typically, what's your ideal post-workout meal?
1: Well, right now, um, I just add a salad uh, niçoise. So it's basically a uh, green salad, onion, tuna, anchovy, and eggs. Um, of course, if you don't like anchovy, it's okay to remove them. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice balance between some veggie, some eggs, some fish, and black olives, I forgot to, to add. And that's my favourite post-workout uh, meal.
0: You know what, I could eat that uh, right now, uh, regardless of whether I go to the gym or not. Now, here's a personal question for you. Um, have there been periods in the past where you have been, and at the risk of uh, shaming you a little bit, where you have been um, overweight or indeed fat? And if that was the case, what did you do about it?
1: Because I start uh, playing rugby when I was like a child, like six years old. I never put myself in a situation like I was overweight. However, um, recently, like two years ago, I went to Tenerife with a group of friends. And it was all about, you know, uh, a little uh, activity over the week, plus alcohol and, uh, and food. Sometimes not bad food, but just a lot of food. And obviously, when I came back from, uh, from this holiday, uh, I was a bit like, let's say, I had a wrong face. And what I did after that is basically, well, you stop doing what you did so badly during that week. So I stopped drinking alcohol every day, I stopped eating so much, and at the same time, I start training again. So, and then it's basically back to normal, really. Um, now, that's for somebody who has never been really sedentary. If you are sedentary, uh, you have to understand if you want to change your body, if you think you're too big, too fat, well, you have to change the way you live, really. And that's what most of the people, I think, really underestimate or don't see, don't see it properly. If you want to change your body, you have to change the way you live.
0: Now, um, Asad talked there about uh, the changes he made to his diet. If you were to cut something out of your diet, what would you find the most difficult to uh, remove? Meat, fish or dairy?
1: Yeah, definitely fish because I eat fish quite a lot during the week. So that will be definitely the most, um, the hardest part to
0: remove from a diet. Uh, fishy uh Rad, as uh, I think we may now get used to calling you. Now, um, last question. Could you yourself become a vegan?
1: I guess so. Uh, for example, like, let's say five, six, seven years ago, I was um, a big um, red meat eater. And you know what? It's been like... The last time I ate red meat was maybe six months ago. Um, I changed that quite, I don't know if it was drastically, I think it happened just naturally. And I think so then I could become vegan, yeah. If I asked to, uh, I will do it. What about you,
0: Alan? Well, you know what? Um, a few years back, I did used to uh, live with a couple of vegans, and uh, I was pretty much on a vegan diet for the whole of that time, which was for a couple of years. And uh, the funny thing about it was it had absolutely no impact on me whatsoever, apart from the fact that I quite enjoyed it, funnily enough. And uh, I was uh, pretty healthy. So, yeah, I could quite easily if I chose to do so. It's, um, sometimes I think you look at these things and think, oh, it's like really radical. It's like really drastic. But no, it was uh, absolutely fine. So the answer is, yes, I could.
1: And I will add, uh, just after what you say, it's uh, as long as the process the change is natural and come from you well you can do whatever you want you know but if the change is dictated by uh, a negative thought yeah then it's going to be a hard way for you
0: so each month guys we take a look at a popular supplement and we tell you our experience of using it if you've never used it yourself And also, whether it has any positive or indeed negative effects, so that uh, you can perhaps be a bit more informed if you're thinking of taking the supplement for yourself. Last month, Julian, you gave creatine a go. How did you get on? Well, it was easy peasy for me. Sorry, Julian, before you carry on, can I just give you 10 points for the use of the term easy peasy?
1: Yes, it was just like uh, once a day before the workout. And, well, the main effect for me, uh, I want to say, was it, it did clearly help me to, to recover faster. And A, something I want to say, I want to use that little uh, uh, feedback to, a uh, little reminder for everyone, like recovery is a, an essential part of your workout. You need to allow your body to recover. Otherwise, there is no substantial gain possible,
0: okay? Yeah, it's quite difficult, isn't it? I always struggle with that whole kind of you have to factor in, time and a kind of mechanism to allow your muscles, uh, your body more generally, I suppose, to recover after a workout. And a lot of guys get quite uh, competitive about that. Now, they say uh, creatine is supposed to enhance muscle mass and help the people who take it, whether it's uh, men or indeed women, to achieve bursts of strength. What's that your experience? Because you like to do a full body workout. You also like to run, of course. Uh, Did you um, experience bursts of strength or was it really just the same?
1: Yeah, at this expense, Uh, to be honest, I'm not the best uh, example because, as you know, I've been uh, training, playing rugby since uh, I was six years old. And since then, until now, really, I never really stopped using my body exercising. So I'm not a newbie, really, regarding uh, physical uh, experience. Um, So it's good for the recovery. Okay, right. And uh, as you just say, it's good also to gain some mass, which is cool too. I was training reasonably consistently the last uh, past ten years, so the fact I take creatine, yeah, it, it just mainly boosts my recovery, and I that's all for me.
0: Yeah, I think uh, with these things, I mean, I, I was doing uh, ZMA uh, the month before. And I think you can zero in sometimes a little bit too much on, oh, you know, it says it's going to do this. And so you kind of, you know, are super aware of what that particular uh, attribute is supposed to be. Um, Whereas I tend to think that if you follow a reasonable exercise, diet and recovery program, you're going to feel the benefits anyway. And any supplements you take are simply going to help you with those rather than deliver that particular magic ingredient. Now, here's the thing, Julian. Guess what I'm going to be taking for the next month uh, and giving you my feedback on in episode four? Oh,
1: please tell me, Ellen. I can't wait to know.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you kind of freaked me out there with <laughs> the kind of like what you said. Well, uh, for the next month, I'm going to be taking soya protein. Interesting. Are you turning vegan? No, I'm not. But you know what? The Italian fitness guy... Suggested that I should give uh, soya protein a go so I am actually gonna see what happens So I'm gonna be mixing up the powder and chugging it down with a mixer for the next four weeks and Let's see if at the end there's been any difference whatsoever in my training or indeed my build
1: and also I want to say um, Just a, a good advice is to don't be close-minded. Let's uh, take on board some new idea. So yeah, definitely have a look to what other people do in a gym, what do they take, what do they eat, what, how they train. You might have some good idea on sometime or, along the way.
0: Though, of course, there is the whole estrogen kind of controversy around soy protein, uh, and there, there is a kind of you know, urban myth, I suppose you could call it, which says that if you take soy protein, particularly in um, a large uh, volume that uh, it does have an impact on the production of the female hormone in the body. So we'll be able to find out in four weeks' time if I feel uh, more feminine. Julian, which is uh, something which um, he's looking at me funny now, guys. He's kind of frowning a little bit. Uh, So we'll be able to see in four weeks' time if that is the case or whether there is actually nothing to that whatsoever. Now, each month we uh, take questions from listeners. To the podcast via the Julian website and the Two Guys on Fitness.com website, and also through our social media. And we do our best to answer those questions and to give some helpful advice. Is that not the case, Mr. Bertharat? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yeah, so it is. So let's have a little look at um, what we have this month in terms of questions. And first up, we have James in Wakefield who contacted us through the Two Guys on Fitness Facebook, and he asks, they say getting and staying fit is mainly about what you eat uh, more than about how hard you train or exercise. Is that true or false? Okay Julian, true or false? It's all about the food, it's not about the workout.
1: It's hard to say for me, but yes, it's true. Uh, why it is hard for me to say that? Because I think it's, it's much easier for people to create their own routine, their workout routine I mean, to enjoy the workout, because I think the food part as well come along nicely. If you should change the order, you know it's um it's like imagine a football player thinking about not the game but basically what is gonna eat before the game or after the game, and it's, it's something wrong here. So yes, of course, what you eat is essential and it's gonna shape your body in a very different way if you eat different sort of things. However, I I just want to say that. If you want to have an happy process, an happy experience about the whole body things, try to enjoy and create your own personal workout, and then you will eat what you should eat.
0: Yeah, but isn't it also about body sculpture as well? I mean, obviously, if you change your diet and you cut out a lot of carbohydrates and sugars and whatever, you can drop your weight quite fast, and equally, if you pump a lot of protein, carbohydrates and sugars in, you can raise your weight quite fast as well but that won't sculpt your body. That won't shape it into the form you want. It will simply change its dimension. So, you know, you have to do the sculpture as well, and you can only do that through exercise and on the gym floor, surely.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, the way you actually perform the exercise, you know, the posture, the way you the way you put it on the machine is one thing, but the way you perform the exercise is important because it's gonna shape your body in a certain way. And coming back to the food part, here, uh, in the process of getting lean, for example, or losing or burning fat for people overweight, yeah, the food is, I have to say, very important, and the portion and the quality of what you eat is crucial. And the workout would help obviously to shape your body, but for these two particular, uh, let's say, uh, case which is like getting leaner and losing fat for
0: people overweight, yeah, the food is really, really important. And I hope that's helpful for you, James, and that you're able to achieve that balance between uh, diet and workout, which is really what uh, uh, the game is all about. Okay, so what's up uh, next, Julian? Uh, What have you got there?
1: Well, we've got another question from
0: from Sticky. Possibly not his real name.
1: Well, probably not. However, in Scotland, who asked, you talked last month about getting big and the issue of around building muscle. But what if you want to go on the other direction and get lean? How should you exercise? And indeed eat. Well, I like the question because that will allow me to describe the other process. As um, an opposite direction, you know, uh, getting bigger means like eating more. Well, getting leaner, it's basically eating a bit less. But I will say, no, actually it's not right. It's not eating less. It's just eating what you need to eat. Also, when it comes to workout structure or plan, it's about doing full body uh, workout, which is you target, you know, to, ex- uh, to exercise by muscle. So two full chest, two full legs. Um, yeah, so getting lean, eating just what you need and train intensively, basically. That's my answer. And yes, to finish, I would say it's easier to get lean. I think from my point of view, that getting bigger, easier from a workout plan, you know, and also easier mentally.
0: But is that partly about your age as well, in the sense that if I want to uh, bring my form down, I find it more of a challenge than if I want to go in the opposite direction. Is it easier to uh, focus on getting leaner if you're at a certain age than at another age, if you see what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think I I think I see what you, you're trying to say. Um, the bigger you are, it's the more weight you ask your body to carry. And that's the bigger you are is not necessarily the right answer. You have to take care of your body, and the more weight you put in your body is not the best option. So getting lean is actually a good target, doesn't matter how, how old are you. Uh, obviously, statistically I would say, and from my own experience, obviously, and I've been through that, When you are between let's say 20 to 30, you're full of energy, so you tend to lift heavy weights. So we are in the process to basically get bigger, producing more fiber inside the muscle. When you get like over 30, so necessarily too old, just over 30, and I'm uh, right now in that position, I think you try you tend to train smarter and you do realize that having big muscle are not necessarily part of uh, not helping you know you to be to feel fit to feel you know agile and uh so yeah i think it's um getting lean is the best training
0: to do when you get older and do you think you're going to get leaner or larger as you uh recover from your traumatic tennis uh injury
1: well um Let's say I try to not put on weight in that process. Uh, Leaner, we will see. But definitely, I will try
0: to not put on weight. Excellent. And um, if uh, that's uh, useful for you, uh, Sticky, uh, Sticky, that name is still uh, a bit of a mystery to me, uh, then uh, let us know. And um, good luck with your training and whatever it is you do in the gym or indeed at the dining room table. And on that no doubt informative note, we come to the end of another episode of Two Guys on Fitness.
1: And what an episode it has been!
0: Absolutely. And I don't know about you, Julian, but I'm feeling pretty hungry right now.
1: Hungry for some tuna or for some soya protein?
0: Well, neither, actually. You have been listening to me, Alan Teresa, non-professional gym guy, but fit as a very, very hungry fox.
1: And from me, Julien Bertharat, professional gym guide and personal trainer, for whom a balanced diet is
0: all important. You can find out about Two Guys on Fitness at julienbertharat.com, on Podomatic, as well as on iTunes, TuneIn and Stitcher. And when you do, don't forget to enjoy your workout and your diet.